Ellen Durham and welcome to Patent Pod. Last time we were together, we talked about the partnerships that support students in the overall school improvement process. Three organizations joined us to talk about what resources they offer to families, students, and the community as a whole. The conversation was so valuable and relevant, we want to continue on that same train of thought. Joining us today on Patent Pod is Sherry Landis and Nicole Turman from The Arc and Jackie DiDomenico from Families to the Max. Thank you all so much for being on Patent Pod today. We're really excited to continue this conversation. Thanks for having us, Don. It's a pleasure to be here. Sherry, let's go ahead and start with you, if, if we may. When we think about families of students with disabilities, um, you know, we're, they're always seeking ways, and we always want them to be thinking about ways to promote and support full inclusion and participation. So can you provide some insight into how the ARC specifically is doing just that? So, Don, that's a great question. The Arc of Pennsylvania, um, inclusion is at the very core of who we are. Uh, we started in 1949 by a group of parents who wanted more for their loved one other than institutionalization. They wanted full inclusion in society, in daily life, in their community, and particularly in schools. Um, so we worked through um, a lawyer uh, who tried to help us figure out how we were going to stop the flow of children into the institutions. And he was a brilliant man. Um, and he came up with the idea of if we choke the supply off, we will stop the influx of, of kids being institutionalized. And that is what led to uh, the park decision, which is really led to IDEA. It required uh, schools to include uh, children with intellectual and developmental disabilities into the classroom. It was a mandate. So we're very proud of that. I mean, this is, this is who we are. Uh, so every program that we operate, every our, our daily operations at the ARC of Pennsylvania, and also um, our board of directors is all around inclusion. We have four self-advocates who serve on our board. Every project that we take on with the ARC of Pennsylvania, I always remind the staff and we always have to think about how are we elevating the voices of individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities and really providing those supports to the families. So as you can see, it is at our, our very core. Um, one of the um, highlight and our, our, our best program is obviously the Include Me program. Mm -hmm. And it has been with the Arc of Pennsylvania for 10 years. And we've come a long way. I mean, we started out uh, trying to get schools uh, on board and now we have schools that come to us and they're really trying to learn the best way to support individuals um, with intellectual and developmental disabilities in a classroom, to be included in their classroom. And that's what uh, we're very proud of with the program. Absolutely. You know, Sherry, you talked about it's really about elevating voices. That's really what we're getting at the, at the core of the Arc of Pennsylvania is to elevate voices, the voices that maybe we haven't been hearing or we have heard but we haven't been focusing on. We want to rise those, raise those voices up. And I, I so appreciate you talked about that you have self-advocates on the board and that you're looking at really ensuring that inclusion is at the core of everything you do and will remain at the core of everything we do. And I think that's something we want to continue to hold on to. 
Now, Sherry, you spoke about the Include Me program. Um, so, Nicole, I want to ask you if I can have you jump in here. You are the director of that program, Include Me, which, if I'm not mistaken, help me out here. It's an initiative that provides um, training and side-by-side -side coaching to schools, teachers, and families to increase their capacity for um, educating students with significant disabilities. Am I understanding correctly, one? Um, and then two, help us understand the impact that has on students and families, this program of Include Me. Sure, thanks so much, Don. And yes, you are correct. Okay. Um, it is a program that um, provides that mentoring model for teachers, families, um, actually the school community. Mm -hmm. And we are a research-based program. As Sherry mentioned, we've been in existence um, for more than 10 years. Our, uh, we're independently evaluated by a team from the University of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. In fall of 2020, they issued um, a summary of our 10-year evaluation report. And so in addition to some stories that I can tell you about how our program has worked side by side with teachers and families, I wanted to highlight a few of the findings from that research report. So for K-1 students, that whose parents consented for um, their teams to participate in the Include Me program. The research found those students with significant disabilities showed significant growth in prerequisite social and self-regulatory behaviors. For students K-12 with significant um, support needs, um, significant disabilities, whose teams participated in the program, the research found those students showed um, significant gains in the areas of knowledge, self-regulation and academic competencies. Uh, for students, um, some specific benefits that the 10-year research report showed included um, socially noticeable and generalized skills across both classroom, home, and home and community settings, um, increased teacher expectations for those students, in turn fostered um, increased engagement and connection to that student's learning process. And uh, parents were surveyed as part of the evaluation each year of the 10 years of its existence at that time. And parents reported um, that when Include Me was involved in their student's classroom, they saw an improved classroom environment, mm -hmm. that the classroom itself appeared more welcoming, that it was more engaging for their child from the teacher the paraprofessionals, um, the professionals that came in, but also the, the peers, the other students that were in that class, which was another significant um, finding and report from families that had participated. They saw the program and the school's participation in the program having a really positive impact on students' perceptions of their child and other students with disabilities who were in those classrooms and just attending school together with them. Um, we've heard anecdotal stories from um, parents who were grateful that their children were connected and part of a social peer group, mm -hmm. invited to birthday parties, sitting together at the lunch table, part of the cheerleading squad, um, as actual valued participating members. So we've seen both um, data from the evaluation as well as those uh, academic stories. And I think something else that was really significant that families shared was that the strategies that an Include Me program specialist worked on with a teacher or may have modeled for a teacher or brought to that student's team were easily um, transferable. Oh. So families were able to adapt those strategies and use them with their child at home to foster their continued learning at home, 
as well as in community settings, which again, further fostered that child, that student's inclusion in their greater community. Um, some additional programs that we've added to the Include Me program that I'd love to share with you um, that kind of foster and build this inclusive mindset are uh, the pandemic um, was challenging for a lot of us, but it brought some really exciting things to the Include Me program. We started a book study program that we call Disability Acceptance Through Literature. It's open to all Pennsylvania students across the state. Um, when we started, we were really focused on some activities for middle school students. However, the book studies have expanded and they cover the, the all the age ranges. So we've got a study that's gonna be coming up in September, starting in September for five to eight year olds. And it's gonna be a series of four books, a different book each week during those four weeks that'll include discussions. Um, we've got a study starting in September for eight to 12 year olds on the book, Fish in a Tree. And then in October, we'll have a study starting for 12 to 16 year olds um, on Lois Lowry's Gathering Blue. We've also done studies for older students, um, age 17 and up. So um, those transition age students into young adults. And there will be another coming up um, sometime later in the fall, later than October. Uh, parents, can, uh, students and families can register for those studies on our website. Um, we've had great feedback from those, which is why we expanded to cover all the age groups. Yeah. And um, the book studies are now being filled at capacity. So if someone's interested, register early to get in. Students will be provided with a package with a copy of the book so that getting a copy of the book doesn't have to be a barrier and students do not have to be readers to participate in the study. There are recordings of the books that are available as part of those discussions. Um, our Include Me team also started something that we call the After School Hangout. It's really geared for students age 10 and older, and again, open to all Pennsylvania school-age students across the state. It's virtual, and it's an opportunity to get together and talk about some common theme threads, um, build some social connections. The first After School Hangout will be resuming, uh, resuming for the new school year on September 21st, and the topic's all about friendship. What is a good friend? And, and how do we make them? Um, the Bureau of Special Education uh, funds the Include Me program, and we're so grateful for that partnership. And in that partnership, um, BSC also includes funding that allows us to offer scholarships to school personnel and families that are interested in learning more about customized employment and how that might be an option for their um, child with a disability uh, customized employment has provided a wonderful opportunity for individuals with more significant impact of disability mm -hmm. to find community integrated employment. And we saw it as such a natural progression where schools are doing more and more and a better and better job at including students with disabilities, including those with more significant disabilities, that we wanted to see those inclusive options for community integrated employment be available to those students as they exit school and so the Bureau has provided an opportunity that um, parents and schools, school personnel can attend those trainings and learn more about that option as we offer them through the school year. Oh, wow, Nicole, there's so many things that the Art of Pennsylvania is doing to really elevate those voices as Sherry had said. You know, there's a couple of things I just wanna highlight there. 
You had said the Include Me program is research-based. I want to stay on that for just a moment. That is so important that we talk about. You know, on Patent Pod as a program and across the entire system of patent, we do understand and want educators and practitioners, families and students to understand the value when we say a research-based program. It is vetted. It has reliability. It has the science behind it. So that's important that we kind of highlight Include Me as a research-based program. And you had said that through um, data collected from the students, from the teachers, from the families and caregivers, noticeable improvements in some of our skills, increased engagement in the classroom. You said that it was reported of a, of a more pleasant and a more inclusive classroom environment. You talked about just feeling more of a connection with peers. And you had said something there that students were not just in the room with their peers, but they were a valued member of the school community, of the larger community, and really had a true sense of belonging. I think that in itself is something that we want to talk about and just, just spend a minute kind of reflecting on and thinking. The opportunities that the ARC offers, besides Include Me, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that in the course of some really challenging times in education, good things came out of it. So you talked about these book studies that are going on. You're now hosting after-school hangouts, which is a, a wonderful opportunity for young adults across the state to really connect and, and have that lifelong friendship that they're building. So many opportunities for our students and our young adults to be thinking about. And, and I know, and I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for lots of people when I say, the, you know, the Arc of Pennsylvania is really taking the opportunity for peer engagement, for um, inclusive act, um, practices and actions, really up to the next level really up to the next level. And I think that's something we want to continue to think about. So thank you for highlighting some of those opportunities. Jackie, Thank if I you. can um, pivot to you for just a moment, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to understand families to the max and in conjunction with patent and the work that patent does and how that all kind of ties together to really make sure that students can reach their maximum potential. So Jackie, help me in thinking about families to the max specifically and how that connects kind of to patent as well. Thank you so much. I would love to give you that connection and I think I'm going to um, connect it to the word that uh, Nicole used, partnership. Um, Families to the Max was developed approximately 11 years ago through a partnership with Penn, that was a PTI in the state, Peel, that is the current um, PTI in the state, and Hune, one of our community parent resource centers. And I know they were on part one of this series. Um, that partnership has grown from a parent network, a statewide parent network that was developed to getting enough membership to be renamed the statewide family network. Um, part of the guiding principles in that is presuming confidence and having high expectations and looking at students as individuals so that their plans, their individual education plans, aren't developed based on their disability but more on their abilities. Um, and kind of personalized as we know they should be. Yeah. The Families to the Max Network has professionals and parents as well as the partner members. Um, we have done some extensive work around intentionally bridging and I know that our partners from the ARC were involved in that work and we're continuing to look at that. And that's bridging for students that have been in early intervention and are going to school age. We've also looked at that transition uh, leaving the program and we have a newly um, elected board that is in the process of the elections are wrapping up, which will be parent run. And they're looking at having a, a self-advocate or a student member. Um, and that is in the process of being built. So the 
the overarching principles that um, that they really try and promote with presuming competence and having high expectations are done through five foundational courses and the sixth foundational course that is being created as we speak. Those five foundational courses look at presuming competence, having access to the general education curriculum, um, making sure students have a voice in what they're what what they want in their plan. Um, leading change, and as well as collaborating on school teams. And so when we talk about those foundational courses, we also recognize the need around students that have um, mental health concerns, uh, behavioral health concerns. And so that is the course that's being currently developed. Um, that being said, the connection to patent becomes um, one of how can we as an organization support this family network um, along with our partners at Peel and Hune, we find that we can support them in ways of connecting them with other resources. Uh, so if a family to the max member wants a training, it might be a partnership between a Peel, present, Peel presenter and a patent presenter, or it might be Hune and a parent from their community environment. Um, and those trainings can be presented in a small group setting, a large group setting, as well as we've had presenters go to things like the transition conference, the autism conference, the Pennsylvania Department of Ed conference, um, and some um, more um, national conferences. They've spoken at TASH, um, and I want to say another one that's escaping my mind right now. So the nice thing is that when we're doing this, I think one of the biggest issues around networking with these families is telling their stories. And telling their stories is instrumental in people hearing them at a new level. Yeah. Not what they want for their child as the main focus, but what they see for their child in that future and what they see as their child's strengths, their child's interests, and what they see as a community outreach. Um, they're not just looking most of the time at what this improvement will do for their child individually, but what it can do for all. Um, you know, students and, and give community members and staff. Absolutely. You know, Jackie, you mentioned there was a couple of key words you said there that I want to bring right back out to kind of highlight. I agree with you. Partnership is just woven right within everything we're talking about today and previously with our colleagues from the other organizations and agencies. You talked about a network, right, a family network that really is about leading change. That's about telling our stories. That's about hearing the stories of others. And that's really making sure that parents and families and caregivers, they play a key role in this work and making sure that they, they understand that role and that that role is elevated. Much like Sherry had said, we're elevating those voices. That's a, a, a group of voices we definitely want to be hearing from. So when I think about families to the max, and I really, I'm, I'm considering the connection it has to Patton and how Patton is assisting in guiding that work, those training opportunities, what we would call technical assistance, or that kind of side-by-side -side work that occurs with practitioners in the field and families and young adults. You know, all of this is kind of coming together for me. And I have to say, so we, we talked about and heard from Peel and UNE, Mission Empower, The Arc is joining us, Families to the Max is joining us, and I'm listening to this episode as a parent or as a practitioner, an educator in the field, or maybe even as a young adult, and I'm thinking, I might need some of these resources. I might need some assistance. I want to get on board with 
this book study or um, you know get engaged in this network Jackie how do we do that can you can you kind of guide our listeners into how we should go about doing that to get the most out of what you all have to offer I can and I'm glad to say that when I um knew this question was coming, I thought, where can I send people? And uh, we have a wonderful page on the Patton website at www.patton.net. It is along the top of the um, page, there's a family information tab. And when you click on that tab, it takes you to a lot of information for families. But I wanted to highlight that one of the tabs is called PA and National Organizations. And on that page, you have connections to Peel, Pune, Mission Empower, The Arc, and several other parent organizations, including Families to the Max and Pennsylvania's Parent to Parent. Um, it is kind of a one-stop shop for all of the information that has been shared in these two episodes. Uh, and I think it will meet the needs of anybody looking to connect with any of our uh, partner organizations. Yeah, so we want folks to visit that patent website, www.patent.net, and click along the top for that family information tab. We're going to look at PA and national organizations, and there, Jackie, you're sharing, you'll be have access to the organizations and agencies we talked to in these episodes, as well as additional ones to kind of um, look through and, and talk with and get connected with and really network with in order to elevate our voice, elevate the voice of our young adults and our families to continue this partnership, as you all have said. You know, I'm, I'm so appreciative that we've had the opportunity to highlight these organizations and agencies. It's something that we talk about, but do we really bring it to the forefront with our LEAs, with our schools, and with our educators, and with our families and young adults? And so I'm really grateful that you all were able to join me. Sherry, Nicole, and Jackie were able to join me today, and our colleagues um, earlier on another episode where we talked about family agencies as well. This really offers not just me, but our listeners an opportunity to really hear what we have to offer in regards to making sure that students with disabilities, family members, and those who are providing services and supports to those individuals really have a network of support. And I think that's really where we need to focus on when we kind of think through that network of support. So thank you so much for being on Patent Pod today. We really are very grateful to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Dawn. I appreciate being here with you and with my partners from the ARC. You know, thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Ragsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.